Hello everyone, you listen to J Movie Talk as I'll be talking Terminator Dark Fate. You just keep this around? Even without a rogue AI taking over, I calculate a 74% chance that human civilization will collapse into barbarism. In the dead eventuality, these weapons will be vital to protect my family. Also, this is Texas. Hey, what's going on everybody? I am back for another episode uh this is an unofficial episode so i'm not actually putting the episode 150 title to it um, because that is still reserved for episode 150 which is uh, the movie that i'll be doing um pitch black starring vin diesel that is the official episode 150 so i didn't want to put an actual episode title for this one so it's just a bonus episode that i decided to do and you're probably wondering like hey why is he talking about terminator dark fate well, I actually got a chance to see Terminator Dark Fate um, on Monday, President's Day of all days, um, as I was on a plane ride from Portland, Oregon, back to Florida. Um, I went out to Portland for the weekend. Um, me and my Keita and Jay show co-hosts, uh, we went out to Portland and we saw um, the NXT Portland Takeover um, pay-per-view or whatnot, which was a really good time and and everything like that. Which, if you want to hear more about that, you can go over to the Keita and Jay show and listen to that over on over on uh soundcloud itunes stitcher and everything like that but um while we were out in portland on saturday i actually got to hang out a little bit with a friend of the show uh someone i've known for a little while in the podcasting world and that is one uh peter from uh podstagic podcast as well as the cobra kai podcast um and everything so i got to hang out with him for a little while we went out and you know and we hung out and he showed us around went to some really cool places uh cool place to eat um things i also went to this uh video store some video rental store which um it's a privately owned rental store of course is is not like a big major place but uh we walked around and the place has a lot of freaking movies and everything and i thought that i could buy a copy a blu-ray copy that is of the uh burt reynolds uh, film white lightning which unfortunately was only for rent and i wasn't too happy about that but uh i did find it on amazon um so i will be getting my uh white lightning copy through amazon but it was cool to kind of just walk around in there and just you know kind of have that nostalgia feeling of walking around in a video store and seeing the different types of movies and everything see people actually still coming in and to get physical copies of stuff which you know that has you know you're you're kind of conditioned now to oh everything is on streaming you know because you got netflix you got hulu you got pluto tv you got voodoo you got youtube yeah you have amazon everything is freaking streaming now but um it's really good um, especially for someone like me who worked in a video store for six years and everything it, it was really good to kind of have that nostalgia feeling of going inside of a video store and actually you can talk to freaking people behind a counter and if you wanted to you could talk with other customers or whatnot and talk about movies and tv shows and this that and the other so i was like a kid in the candy store there but um anyway it was it was really good um you know hanging out with uh peter and if you listen to this episode like i say um it was a really good time, man, and, and like I say, hopefully, I'll probably come back out that way at some point, because I know you guys have, uh, like, Comic-Cons and, and different things like that, 
and everything. And if you happen to be out in Portland, for anyone who's listening, listening, definitely check out uh, the movie Madness. Um, that's the name of the uh, rental store or whatnot. Just uh, check it out. And like I say, you go in and you walk around and you get to see, like I say, a lot of freaking movies, a lot of obscure stuff that you probably wouldn't think that they would even carry. But there's quite a bit of stuff in there that they really carry. And and if I'm not mistaken, because I didn't get a chance to really look like I wanted to, but I could have swore I saw some VHS tapes in there as well. So for anyone who, you know, still collect VHS tapes, because I know a lot of people on YouTube still do do like uh, VHS uh, collections and stuff like that. So, um yeah, it was a really cool time and everything. And Peter, too, if you're listening, definitely have to have you back on the podcast at some point. I'll probably text you later um, in regards to that. You know, to see like, if I can get you back on the show and everything at some point. Because we, we, we still do have a couple of movies that I know we talked about at one time about doing. But we our schedules kind of went in opposite directions. And, and we never got a chance to do those movies. So maybe we can, you know, link up again and, you know, podcast them at some point. But um, but yeah, so getting more into this episode. So uh, talking about Terminator Dark Fate. Um, so I finally got a chance to watch it, like I said, on a plane ride back home and everything. And I know that when it first came out, a lot of people trashed the movie and I didn't see the movie upon its theatrical release for whatever reason. But since I am a movie completist, um, movie franchise completist, I should say. I uh, definitely went ahead and checked it out while I was on the plane ride coming back. So um, real quick, um, to do the cast. And it was directed by Tim Miller, who directed uh, the first Deadpool film. And this was his follow-up to Deadpool. And, of course, the movie stars uh, Linda Hamilton, who's making her return to the franchise since part two as uh, Sarah Connor. We have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Carl, and I'll talk more about why his name is Carl later on. Um, Mackenzie Davis as Grace, Natalia Reyes as Danny, and Gabriel Luna as Rev Nine. Yes, uh, those are pretty much your main cast of characters here: 185 million and 196 million, um, to be exact. And it made 261.1 million dollars. So. That's still a success um, and everything. So who's to say that we won't get a um, a future Terminator film um, at some point down the road? We'll, we'll just have to wait and see about that. But um, so, I mean, the history of this franchise, of course, um, goes back to 1984 with the original film um, and everything. And before I actually get into talking about it, this is a sp- this will be a spoiler episode. So if you have no clue and have never seen anything about the uh, Terminator franchise or Terminator Dark Fate, stop this podcast right now. Go check out some of the movies, at least the first two um, or whatnot. Uh, you can watch the others if you want, um, but definitely the first two movies. Then come back and hit play. Listen to me go through the history of the franchise as well as talk about this movie but i'm not going to spend too much time on the history so quick history lesson of the franchise 1984 sarah connor is this uh waitress or whatnot and terminator comes back and sent to kill her and everything but gets stopped by kyle reese as well as sarah connor and you think oh everything's fine then fast forward some years later sarah connor's in a freaking mental uh institute because talk about future you know things that the world's gonna end and 
Terminator was sent back from the future to kill her, but she gets broken out by uh, John and the T-800 that was sent back to protect him to fight against the T-1000 and everything. And they stop Judgment Day from happening. And then the franchise kind of spews off into a whole bunch of tangents because you get uh, Rise of Machines um, as well as the next film with Christian Bell as John Connor. Um, and then you get Terminator Genesis, which I know a lot of people did not like. Um, I liked it for what it was, but at the same time, I understand all of the issues about that film. And then we get Terminator Dark Fate. And this movie basically kind of corrects the course, in my opinion, with uh, quite a few things. But uh, before I get to talking about that, just want to talk about Linda Hamilton's performance here. She returns to the role of Sarah Connor, the role that basically made her famous um, and everything. And an iconic uh, role and everything. And she fits right back in. And you can tell that this is the Sarah Connor, just a little bit older from um, T2, basically. It's just an older version of that character. And she's a badass in this movie. And I just really like seeing her back on screen because she has that screen presence about her. She's one of the few actresses, especially, you know, that's like that, that has like a presence about them. Doesn't even have to say a whole lot, but just has this present, this command presence about her. And it was good seeing her back in this role and and everything like that. And of course, she gets to use some really good weapons and, you know, heavy artillery and stuff like that. But it was just cool kind of seeing her back in this role again. And it'd be nice to if they continue, if they do another film, it'd be nice if she comes back again um, in this role and everything. Um, so one of the things about this movie that I was really impressed with is what they did with the Rev nine Terminator played by Gabriel Luna or whatnot. Um, now in the past, a lot of the Terminators, they didn't have a lot of personality. I know the, I know in the first movie, uh, Arnold's character is very stoic and everything or whatnot. But in the second movie, they start to kind of build that whole, Oh, we're going to give them somewhat of a personality because they are infiltrators. So they, have to try to blend in and things like that um and then in the third movie they kind of tried to give his character more personality but it didn't just work um in my opinion with some of the stuff as far as his personality um i don't count what they did with sam worthington because sam worthington's character was still technically a human it's just they had done some experiment stuff on him to where he was a robot but he was a human actually and then janice's they tried to have more of the personality with Arnold's character, but I felt like it didn't work as well as what they did with T2. It's like they were still trying to recreate the personality advancements of T2, but, it, but those terminators, it just didn't work in my opinion. But what I liked what they did here is that Gabriel Luna's character, he has like personality. There's a few scenes where you kind of forget that he's a terminator and you know, he's like, actually trying to be funny even making jokes in regards to himself and stuff like this and it's like huh that's interesting like okay they you know a little interesting what they doing with with this character and I, I really like how they did that um so another thing about this movie is about in regards to the character of Danny and how things kind of get shifted in towards her being the leader of the resistance in the future where in the beginning of this movie um we get a flashback of where sarah and john they're you know living their best life basically and everything and then this t800 comes out of nowhere 
and shoots down a CGI Edward Furlong and everything. And then he just drops, he drops the weapon and then he leaves. And Sarah, of course, is very distraught about this. And she doesn't know what she's going to do at this point and everything. And then it's like, okay, well, if they're killing the, you know, the prophesied uh, leader of the resistance, like, well, what does that do for the future? Um, and that's where basically instead of, it, it gets passed off to a new character in a way. And that is the character of Danny played by Natalia Reyes, um, where in the beginning of this movie is like, oh, she's like the new Sarah Connor. Cause even Sarah even said, it's like, oh, you're the new me. And through some dialogue with grace, we find out that, that Danny isn't the mother of the leader of the resistance, but she actually is the resistance leader, um, and everything of the future. And I really like what they did with, with how they kind of, you know, slowly progressed that along because for the first part of the movie, you are thinking like, okay, well, she is the new Sarah Connor. She's going to be the new, she's the mother of the leader. And that's why they sent, you know, this ref nine back to kill her so that her child is not born. But we find out that no, that, that she actually is the, you know, future leader of the resistance and everything. And I like how they kind of build that up um, in this movie. And I thought uh, Natalia Reyes, she did a good job here, too. I don't think I've seen her anything else. I didn't really look through her IMDb. Probably will later on. But um, I thought she did a really good job in this movie. And you see, like, the character growth and development um, in this movie. Um, So one of the biggest things about this movie, too, was the whole thing about the Mackenzie Davis character of Grace, which, of course, when you see the previews and everything and how she looks and stuff like this, like, okay, well, she's the new model Terminator or whatnot. And then when you see the movie, it's like, oh, she's not actually a Terminator. She's actually a real person who was augmented and she's enhanced and everything. And that's why she's able to fight against this Rev-9 and kind of do all the stuff that she does. And... I mean, I'm a little familiar with Mackenzie Davis as an actress, but I felt like she really, she really kind of, she, she impressed me in this movie, I should say, um, and everything because she, she actually do a lot of the fighting in this movie and, and she's built up as this badass or whatnot in the movie. And she does a really good job as not only protector, but she's also vulnerable a lot in this movie too. And it's just how they kind of, you know, went that route with, with that character because they could have basically just say oh she's just a terminator they could have easily done that but to make her a human it, it kind of adds that element to it of i want to say that it kind of meshed a little bit of i want to say michael bean's Kyle Reese with the arnold schwarzenegger t800 from part two and kind of did this whole thing with grace like i said i don't know that for a fact but just watching the movie that's the impression that i kind of got especially when you find out the relationship between danny and grace in the future or whatnot where grace is basically a child doing the you know end of civilization when the terminators decide to take over and danny saves her in the future or whatnot and the fact that she's sent back in time to basically save danny when she's young and vulnerable as well i i thought there was a kind of a good touch of what they did there and everything um but yeah like i said, I was just impressed with what they did with the Mackenzie davis character and thought she did a really good job and everything and it makes you wonder like did they kind of leave it open to where like we probably could see her in the future because i mean we do see grace die at the end of this movie but because she is a child and everything and danny knows who she is 
or whatnot, does she still because she potentially be like in the future, but just doesn't Danny will never tell her why exactly she, um, you know, is looked at as like a daughter figure to her. That's just me kind of fan theorizing, I should say. Uh, words are hard sometimes jesus um but anyway so um going back to danny for a second and and with what they did with the build up to her character being revealed as the resistance leader and everything so she's basically instead of being the new sarah she's really the new john and i, I kind of like that because one of the things about the franchise especially from t2 to genesis it was always it became the john connor show i mean yeah it was called terminator but everything was always about john about john about john so the fact that they decided to get away from john and redirect with a new character and kind of a new fresh start i, I really enjoyed it because we kind of got john connor out in a way um and everything and the fact that you now putting the fate of the resistance into this woman and now you're kind of writing her story. I feel like they have a better opportunity of not making things so Danny centric like they did with John Connor. So, like I said, I like that. And I and I kind of like Danny more overall as a character than what they did with John because of the fact that we see her have these leadership qualities, even when before she, you know, stands up to fight and everything. Even in the beginning of the movie, when her and her brother, because they were working at a, a factory or whatnot, and in the beginning of the movie where it was being know that, okay, well, her brother's about to get fired. And Danny kind of realizes that. So she decides to kind of self-sacrifice her, her position in order for her brother to continue to work. Because she's like, oh, well, I'll be fine. But my brother, I don't know about him. So I will, you can, I will quit so that he can stay type of this so we kind of start we already the the foreshadowing and the seeds are already kind of being planted there with that in regards to danny being like this protector this um you know resistance leader in a way right then and there and even after she finds out that you know what her future holds for her you start to see where she becomes more the forefront and even takes more of the lead over over Sarah Connor, over Grace, and even over Carl and everything. But at the same time, you can kind of see where those qualities come from because these three play a big role in her becoming that leader. So I like what they did here. And like I said, I actually want to see more Danny, you know, as the the leader that she's going to become um, going forward. That's like I say, if they decide to make more of these Terminator movies, which I think they will um, and everything. And of course, I, of course, you know, I can't get out of here without talking about one Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it was cool seeing Arnold come back. And I mean, in the in the trailers, yeah, you know, he shows up and you kind of confused. Like, OK, what exactly is, is he playing? Like a human version of is he the guy that that, you know, they decided to model the T-800s after or whatnot? But then you find out in the movie that, no, he's actually the T-800 that killed uh john at the very beginning of the movie and he just you know once his mission was done he decided to blend in with people and everything he meets this woman who had a young child and everything and he basically 
you know, becomes like a husband or whatnot. He's just living a life. He has his own business and everything like that. So he becomes kind of successful or whatnot. And he's actually the guy that's been sending Sarah Connor these text messages about uh, dates, times, and locations of when these t- um, Terminators from the future will be coming to the past and everything. But she didn't know this. And when she first meets him, of course, they have this very, um, there's a lot of animosity between the two of them because of the fact that he is the one who killed John and everything. But as the movie kind of progresses, you see, they start to have like a more of a mutual respect for each other. And even in the end, when Carl self-sacrifices himself, you know, for them, you can tell that they have that mutual respect for each other. So I thought Arnold, he did a good job here. And it was cool to see that when he shows up in the movie, it doesn't become, Oh, it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger show. He has no problem taking a back seat to these you know other characters and everything and that's one thing i've kind of always liked about arnold as an actor is that no matter he knows he's like one of the biggest names and biggest personalities but the role that he plays in the movie he has no problem like taking steps back to let other people shine and and that's one like i said it's one of the good things about him as an actor and everything and he does that very well here i mean carl does get t- he he gets his moments to shine but it's not the carl show even though it's called terminator but it's not his show and he accepts that because he is an older man now so there's a lot of things that he can't really do um so he, you know he he just like okay i i'm here but you know I, i'll take a back seat if i need to need to but I can shine when I need to because I'm still on a freaking Schwarzenegger or whatnot. Um, but yeah, like I said, I like what they did with his character. And I kind of hope that this is the last time we will see Arnold in a Terminator movie. As much as I do enjoy him. As, but how many more times can he really play this role? And they got to always come up with some reason why the Terminator has aged or whatnot. It's like, okay, at some point he cannot play this part anymore i mean he was gonna be 90 years old still showing up you know as a terminator and i just go okay we get to the point now where it's like okay at some point he has to let this role go and hopefully i think by bringing linda hamilton back you can kind of let arnold kind of fade away from the franchise and still let linda hamilton be a part of it because she's still even though she's an older woman but she can still be you know she can still do what she needs to do and and if they do continue this with the whole, especially with how the movie ends with Danny and Sarah being together, you can kind of let her kind of take on more of that elder statesman part that Arnold has kind of been holding on to, especially with the fact that Sarah kind of stills remember the supposed future that she was supposed to, plus also all the stuff that she's went through herself. So there's still stuff that they can actually do um, in regards to that. But as far as Arnold, I think, Arnold kind of needs to retire from the Terminator franchise, but that's just my opinion. Um, and then before I get out of here too, I do feel like this movie did correct the course as far as a lot of things, because you can watch this film after Terminator two and parts three, four, five have no bearing or weight or anything um, if you don't watch it, you won't be like, oh, I don't understand. But if you watch the first two movies and then watch Dark Fate, it's perfect because this basically takes the place of part three. This is like the new part three in a sense. And I like the fact that they did that. And they kind of they write it the timeline, in my opinion, because of the fact that Sarah Connor didn't die of cancer. 
like they said in Rising Machines or whatnot. So, and then of course what they did in Genesis by that whole skew in the timeline where somebody who we never find out sends a Terminator back to protect Sarah when she was a little girl. So by the time 1984 comes along, she's already, you know, this battle ready, you know, pre-soldier that we get in Terminator 2. So, and because that was never fully explained, they just kind of convoluted that whole story. Even though, like I said, I like Janissa for what it is, but at the same time, that movie is very convoluted. But uh, I felt like this movie righted a lot of the wrongs that the later sequels kind of kept digging that hole of or whatnot. So that was really good that they did this um, and everything. So overall, I enjoyed the movie um, and everything. Um, If I had to pick a favorite character, I'm actually going to say that the character of Danny is actually my favorite character because of the because of the character development that they give this character in this movie. Um, And like I said, I would like to see more of that character, even though I enjoyed all the main characters of this. But she's the one I felt like because we're writing her story now is this isn't the Sarah Connor story because we've seen it. This isn't the T-800 character. We've seen Anna play that role a thousand times. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they decide to bring Grace back in the future. Um, because then it would, especially with, like I say, how this movie ended with uh, the fact that Danny knows who young Grace is. Like, when things do finally go to hell, does she, you know, have her join and she becomes like a mother to her in a, in a way? And you could bring back Mackenzie Davis like that. I don't know. But we have to see if they decide to make another film and what what future holds for this franchise basically um and everything uh if i had to rate the movie well actually i won't give it a rating i'll probably hold off on that so it's the first time i think on the podcast i haven't given the movie a freaking rating um or whatnot but um it, it, I, I enjoyed it i i did i enjoyed it a lot better than i thought i would especially with the preconceived notions that it was a bad movie and this that and the other blah 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 but uh, I did enjoy the movie for what it was. Um, so I want to thank you guys for listening to the episode. Of course, you can find all of the J Movie Talk episodes a part of the TV Zone Podcast Network um, on Podbean.com, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. Um, of course, you can find me on the Twitter at J Movie Talk, um, as well as Instagram at JMT Podcast. Um, thank you guys once again for listening to this episode. I'll be back for episode 150, where I'll be talking the Vin Diesel uh, sci-fi horror film Pitch Black that's uh, celebrating its 20-year anniversary, if we believe that, um, and everything. So that'll be the official episode 150. I will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.